1: Welcome to the pod of thunder and rock and roll. This is Talk is Jericho, and let's
2: do it. Get right into it. It's the Duff McKagan joke of the week. Chris Jericho, it's Duff McKagan calling you. I want to tell you about this uh, cruise ship that was out there. It uh, uh, had a magician on it, and it was cruising around every week. It would get a new crowd, so the magician, you know, could do his same act every week. And, and the thing is, the captain had a parrot and the parrot would sit there in the, in the main entertainment room and watch this magician. The parrot started figuring stuff out. So the parrot would yell out, you know, like, that's not the same hat. He would bust the magician on the tricks, you know. And then the next week he'd go, those are, his cards are all ace of space and the, and the magician would look at the parrot like, man, those are the captain's parrot. He couldn't really do much. You know, and next week he'd say, he's got three rabbits behind him. And the whole crowd would go, oh, that's and the magician would get madder and it, but he couldn't do anything. Well, as they would have it, it was a big storm in the Pacific. It took down the whole uh, cruise ship, unfortunately. Everybody perished except for on this plank of wood was the magician, ironically, and the, uh, the parrot. And the parrot stared at the magician. The magician stared in hatred at the parrot. They, one day, they didn't say anything. One day went by. Two days went by. They were just floating there staring at each other. Three days went by. Finally, the fourth day, the parrot said to the magician, okay, I, I can't figure it out. Where'd the ship go? Thank you very much.
1: Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks to Duff for delivering every single week, no matter where he is in the world, recording a new Guns N' Roses record or doing his solo tour for the new record, Tenderness. Duff always calls him, and I actually like that one. It's a long one. Duff usually does the uh, quick one-liners, but the, uh, the parrot on the cruise ship was great. So uh, love you, Duff, and love to love you guys here. Thank you so much for being here. Remember, Duff is taking the tenderness tour to Europe next month if you're in the area. He and Shooter Jennings, who uh, makes up the uh, crux of his backup band, and his band start in Warsaw, Poland, August 22nd. Then they hit Germany, Ireland, France, Switzerland. Then come back and do a fall tour of the states starting September 25th in Charlotte, North Carolina. Get all tickets at DuffOnline.com. The guy never uh, stays off the road. He's a road dog, and he's taking it to the streets to play some great rock and roll for you. Uh, and speaking of taking it to the streets, time with this guy. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Everyone's talking about him. The word on the street is he's the top uh, heel in the business, one of the hottest names in the business. I don't know if I agree with the first one, but I definitely agree with the second one. MGF is here. Uh, He's considering himself to be the face of the company, the face of AEW. He also feels that Cody Rhodes is his best friend, but I'll say this. We're going to keep it professional, uh, as professional as we can. We don't see eye to eye, but we made an agreement beforehand. Let's not snipe and take shots at each other. Let's put on a, a, a show and let people know who uh, MJF is here on Talk is Jericho. It's basically a 60-minute promo from MJF. I wanted to do a little bit of a, of, a, of a test and see like, how good of a promo is this guy, uh, how good of a character is he. Well, you're going to find out right now. 60 minutes of MJF uh, live and uncensored here on Talk is Jericho. Okay, so uh, we're here at um, uh, Jacksonville. Big show, Fight for the Fallen. And more importantly, I'm with probably the the hottest uh, name, not even prospect, the hottest name in the business today, uh, MJF Maxwell, Jacob Friedman yeah you're doing great Chris thank you yeah you're really doing great oh, good man. Well, I don't I don't let you down do you want do you want me do you want me to take over from here because I can <laughs> please do. Yeah, I'm going to ladies and gentlemen just in case you are deaf dumb blind stupid or psh, let's just get real here poor you are listening to the youngest and fastest rising star in the history of professional wrestling now I'm just going to call a spade a spade here I'm sure a lot of people tuned in this podcast and they thought whoa MJF and Chris Jericho are about to tune each other up on the microphone but I'm a professional, and so is Chris, unlike some of the people in the AEW locker room. It's professional wrestler, not just wrestler. So I got my pizze. I'm ready to have a good time here. We're going to have a very casual interview. Sure, there's a lot of things I could say about Chris Jericho. You know, I could I could go on and on. I can go on and on. But what, I'll, what I will say is this. Chris reminds me a lot of a younger me, and, uh, you know, he's he's damn good. He's got a lot of promise, and I'm excited to be here. I appreciate it. Actually, the little known fact is the J and Y2J, it was originally for Jacob. I, You know what? You did tell me that, and I didn't want to make you seem like a Mark, but well, I, mean, I but appreciate if it. If I'm going to be a Mark for someone, it should be for you, because that, that promo you just cut there, just off the top of your head for the introduction of the podcast, and, and you will get your Pizze later. Um, um, Whoa. Later? Well, I mean, how later? Well, they're bringing in the Brinks truck is is driving up to Tremendous. the back of the All venue right, I just now. want to double check during just, the show. Michael Nakazawa yeah. is going to come in and well, give you a, <laughs> give you the, the downgrade to deposit. Great, he does. what does that guy even do here? Who just I think he just I literally saw this guy in the locker room earlier today. He's lathering himself up. Mm. It's nonstop. Mm. It's not. What am I supposed to shake your hand? No, it's mm. disgusting. Mm. It's bad enough he's ugly, but you're just mm. you're just going to be all baby oiled up all day. He's ugly and slippery, dude. That's even worse. Terrible combination. Yeah, we don't want that. Awful. Um, what we do want is just to, to talk about you. Cause like I said, a- amazing promo. Everybody's talking, even people that don't like AEW will say, uh, this whole show is the shits, but that one guy, that's my Jim Cornette imitation. That was uh, great. <laughs> Damn it. I want a triple Wendy's cheese. They used to have a triple burger at Wendy's used to get one, but he is a big fan. A lot of people talking uh, about you because of your promo skills and the fact that like, it, it, forgive me, you basically came out of nowhere. I sure. Mean, you were sure. working some areas, but now everyone's talking about you uh, being here in AEW. Is that something that uh, I mean, obviously, doesn't surprise you? No, I saw it coming. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, Chris. You know, there's a lot of guys on our roster that like to do their flippy do's and their cool little moves. And that's cute. We both know that's cute. How both of us, we can do it in our sleep with our eyes closed with both of our arms tied behind our back. But that doesn't create cash. What creates cl- cash is controversy. What creates cash is characters. Now, When I say characters, I'm not saying I'm portraying anyone because I'm being myself 110% of the time, 24-7. When I say a character, I say somebody of intrigue, somebody that makes you want to go to the edge of your seat and have no choice but to listen to. So when I was on The Independence, I did get to work all of the top-tier indies. I really did. But um, a lot of the fans, they'd, they'd be upset. Because they'd go, well, well, this guy doesn't do a 450 shooting star's blast to the floor. Uh, He doesn't know I wrestle. Listen, dipshit, I can do that all day long. But at the end of the day, I am coming to every single show to get the winner's purse. Now, I don't care if you like what I do in the ring. Bell to bell, all I'm worried about is getting the W. And I think that's what makes me different than everybody else on the scene right now. And also, that's what makes you different as well, which is why I'm saying again, Chris, great promise. Great promise. Been watching your stuff. Big I, fan. I, I appreciate that. I'll send you a tape and some pictures. Oh, absolutely. See if you can get me booked. Uh, I'll try. I'll try. In, in Poughkeepsie next month. Um, but what I'm saying is is that this is what makes you stand out to what everybody is saying is that you are different. Because uh, how old are you? 23 now. Okay, 23 is old. I mean, dude, that's uh, at 23. I was still learning how to tie up my my my, my, sh- my boot laces. But in this day and age, when wrestling is all about the uh, 450 shooting star press, which I saw you practicing earlier yeah. in the ring. Well, I... Kn- here's the thing i need to make sure i have these things in my back pocket just because you never know am i gonna do it only when it's 100 percent necessity Mm -hmm. most of these guys are just throwing it out there because they want to impress again that's not my job it's not my job to impress it's my job to win but but when we're talking about all these guys because there is this five-star match mentality yeah the schmucks yeah Yeah. (laughs) the schmucks the flips and the flops and the flies which again very impressive but what makes you stand out is kind of this old school mentality. If you're going back to the Roddy Pipers and, and, and Jake Roberts was a little bit more diabolical. You got a real Piper feel to you in about 84, 85, which was the peak of Piper. Is this something that you did? uh, Were these guys, your influences Were, were you a wrestling fan growing up and you wanted to be like them? I mean, here's the thing. I, When I was growing up, I was a huge fan, again, of the characters. I didn't necessarily care about what was going on bell to bell. Granted, I am better than literally everybody bell to bell, with the exception of people here and there. You're pretty good, Chris. Mm, But I was always drawn to those characters. For example, the shit you did in WCW on Monday Night Raw, I was always drawn to the characters, the people that would be able to grab me by the balls with a microphone in their hand. Uh, The Rock, Piper 100%. To me, Piper is the greatest of all time. He's my favorite. I actually, it doesn't matter because it's an audio podcast, but the back of my phone is literally. Oh, your, your screensaver, uh, your, yeah. yeah you're, this, I had an artist make up, like That's Roddy amazing. Piper, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking it's, to me as I'm a kid. It's Piper with the, with the kilt on talking to a young, cause he's got the scarf, a young Maxwell uh, uh, Jacob Friedman. Yeah. Yeah. Is this a real moment or? So, well in my head, uh, <laughs> I, I, I can tell you this, like ever since I was a, a kid, Not saying I'm an an adult now necessarily. You're of legal age I'm grown. yeah. You can go to a bar and have a beer. Yeah, I can have have fun. Ladies, I can have fun. You can buy me a beer later. Absolutely. And, And I just might. Appreciate it. Yeah. But I just always knew this is what I wanted to do. I was always a freak athlete. I always had the gift of gab. And I just thought to myself, wow, to me- this is professional wrestling brings it all together. It brings athleticism. It brings the artistry. It brings performance. It's it's everything. It's everything wrapped up in a bow. And I'm perfect for the job. And, you know, a lot of people, they want to, you know, shit talk and be like, I'm oh, kind of cocky. You're not cocky if you can back it up, Chris. That's the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, if I was going out there and I was pulling my trunks down and I was shitting bricks every single time I went out there and had a microphone in my hand and I didn't know what to do with it and I was scared and nervous, then yeah, sure, you can talk shit. But every single time I go out there, you have no choice but to stare at me. I grab you. I literally grab you. I put my hand through your TV set and I grab you. And that's what you did. That's what Piper did. That's what uh, the greatest wrestler of all time, my mentor, the role coaster Cody Rhodes does every single time he steps through the curtain. These are people that make you watch. Tremendous. And that's what the secret is to being a star in the business is having a connection to the crowd because you can be a great athlete, which is amazing. But I still always think back to, let's say, Ultimate Warrior. Not the best of athletes or workers, but when he came out, I was into it. I was mesmerized. I had a connection. Hulk Hogan loved Hulk Hogan because of the character and the connection that he had with the audience. And you seem to understand that at this very early stage in your career, when everyone else surrounding you is all about backflips and all this Mm. other stuff in a lot of ways. Not everybody, but like you said, there's a lot. But but, but everybody. everybody And and, and here's the thing. I love 80s wrestling or or even prior to that. I love old school stuff. I watch Smoky Mountain. I'll watch uh, like old school WCW tapes. I'll watch um, God uh, Mid-South. I'll watch AWA Global. Like I just love old school wrestling because to me, that's when everybody got it. That's when everybody understood how how we're supposed to do what we do. Um, but honestly, it makes my job easier because everybody's out there breaking their goddamn neck and their back and getting you know CT and concussions, and I'm making a chunk of cash just being myself. So mm. I'm happy about mm. it. But that's my favorite. You know the the Tullys, the flares, the Arn's, the mm. uh, Buddy Landells. Uh, wow. Yeah, Ernie that's, Ladd. I love old school. Really, Ernie Ladd. So how yeah. did you discover all these old old uh, shows and wrestlers? So um, luckily, uh, since since I was very fortunate enough to have YouTube at a very young age. I was able to just, I found this stuff. So at first, you know, you're watching Monday Night Raw and you're like, all right, this stuff's pretty cool. And you type in wrestling and out of nowhere, here's this whole other, you had no idea about it. You're eight years old and you're like, who the hell is Nick Bockwinkle? And you're just, you just start watching away. And then the network came along and holy crap. Like, again, like the reason why I'm so good is because I'm a student of the game. And I think it's so important not to get stuck in the only time zone that you live in because you can learn so much from just watching stuff even four years ago. Just go back. Go back and learn, man. You know, it it, it, uh, warms the cockles of my heart, Mm. uh, MJF, to hear you say that because I do the same thing even after being in the business for 30 years almost now. The character I had in 2008, Suit and Tie Jericho, talking very quietly with big words, it's very Nick Bockwinkle, because they had just released the DVD, The History of the AWA, which is where I, I grew up watching wrestling in Winnipeg and AWA and Nick I Forgot how amazing Incredible. Bockwinkle is. And no one else remembers it. Mm. So when you adapt, you know, you don't steal it, but you adapt. It's mm. like that character was so Nick Bockwinkle influenced. But what's old is new. No one realized Absolutely. It. And and the beauty you literally just said you adapt it. Uh, if I went out there and I was trying to do an impersonation of somebody I was a fan of when I was a kid, it's not legit. Mm-hmm. No one's going to feel that. I am genuinely just being MJF. Cause again, I'm MJF all the time. But the thing is, is you do get to pick up on little things that you enjoy and you make it your own. And once you do that to me, that's, that's the formula. That's why at 23, everyone's going, Holy shit. How is this even possible? I'll tell you how it's possible. It's because I care more than everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's because unlike everybody else, I'm not Watching you know random shindy matches and going oh my god the Canadian destroyer I don't care I again all I care about is being the best and in order to be the best you have to study the best.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a seventy yard field goal. It probably won't go well.
1: How long have you been in the business for? Uh, it is now about a month ago. Now it's four years. I know, long time. Really been hitting the road hard, but uh, you know, I made it. Brother. Thank God, brother. <laughs> Thank God. Four years. Then yeah. you go for grizzled. Yeah, I I'm started, grizzled. I started when I was 19 as well. Oh, so cool. The sa- same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did you train? Um, I trained over at Create a Pro um, with Kurt Hawkins and oh. Pat Buck. No kidding. Yeah, man. You yeah. want Hawkins' guys? So. Yeah. And uh, that school, I cannot, I cannot put it over enough. Mm. Like I have yet to encounter anyone who's fully been trained through my school that is the drizzling shits. Everybody is is either really good or very much so competent. So uh, they do great. How did you track it down, and when did you decide you wanted to get into the business? The story's actually pretty wild. I had a I had a full-ride football scholarship as a middle linebacker. And, uh, and you're from Long Island, right? Yes. Yeah. I go to the college. I'm not going to name the college because legally I'm not trying to get in any trouble. <laughs> uh, after a week, the head coach looked at me He's like, we're thinking about maybe starting you as a freshman. Now, in my head, I was like, yeah, obviously you're the best. But I had to rewind and go, why aren't you excited, man? Like, why aren't you like jumping up and down for joy? And I took a step back and I was like, it's because you don't want to waste another four years not being a professional wrestler. You're supposed to be a professional wrestler. So when the coach got wind that I wanted to leave, he was not happy about it. And he tried to assign me an accountability buddy. So, what does that mean? uh, That means a six foot eight offensive lineman was following me around literally wherever I went for three days straight. And I had to wait till like 3 a.m. at night, grab my keys, get in my car, and boom, drove off. So he's following you to make sure you don't leave. Yeah. Which, uh, when I when I told one of my other good friends TK that story, his mind was blown because he said he's heard some crazy shit in NCAA uh, football, but like Tony Khan, you mean or T who's TK? TK, dude, come on, Tony but Khan. Yeah, I have to call him my Mr. BFF. Khan. Well, psh, get on oh, my wow. level, man. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, before i was so rudely interrupt. Come on, Chris. Come Sorry, on. This is, this is my show. But go ahead. So God you, damn it. Yeah, you, you leave your accountability, yeah, I buddy. Leave, I leave a, my six foot eight accountability, buddy. I get home. My anxiety ridden Jewish mother was a little bit frantic. What the are you doing here max to which i went oh mom don't worry about it i'm gonna be a professional wrestler and uh she didn't take it great but uh luckily i i had a good idea that i'd be okay i looked into schools in the long island area and the first school that popped up it was in hicksville which is literally a town away from me and that was create a pro you know hawkins is one of those guys that like will probably never be the top top guy but can do anything and also Loves, 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 loves pro wrestling. Yeah, like, to the point Scary. where him, he loves him and freaking Ryder have a doll podcast, yeah. a wrestling doll. They podcast. got this weird cult pod, rant, man. It's it's disgusting. If you if you want to check it out, check it out. It's called the Major Wrestling Pod, but. It's brutal. It's just two Poindexter's just yucking it up about literal dolls. So (laughs) how long was it uh, before you were better than Hawkins at training? About a week. Mm -hmm. But the thing was, he took it in stride. You know, like he's a good dude. That's the thing. He he didn't cry at least in front of me. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. After like one drill, I think he understood. Oh, okay, Mm -hmm. I get it. But at least you get a star pupil out of it. You know, you can't be jealous about that. That's good for his school. It's great for the school, right? Yeah. So because when I trained, it was a three month thing. You go like four days a week, whatever. How long were you training for? Um, I was training three months before I had my first match. Mm. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm sure a lot of people will look you in the eyes and go like my first match sucked. No, my first match was great. Crowd ate it up. I was amazing. Duh. Uh, and then right after that, it was just off to the races. I wrestled all around the New York area and then other places started catching wind to me. I pretty much, I've worked every single top tier independent in the U S Canada and the UK, I just recently worked in Mexico for the crash. I will be headed back there with my best friend, Cody Rhodes, for AAA. So it, it's been a pretty sweet ride. And I'm about to do a PWG for the first time. I don't know how I managed to do everything else. I never did Gorilla. Mm. And I'm going to be heading over there actually this month. So. That, well, that's the West Coast, your East Coast. Guy, yes. Because right? yeah, yeah. Yes. you know how it is, too, when the guys in the West Coast hear about this MJF in the East Coast. They don't want to bring you around. because Nobody wants to lose a job. It's going to hurt their business. Exactly. So it takes a while to kind of break it down. Now they can't deny it. No. It's too late now, man. It's too late. So you mentioned you're going to Mexico with your best friend, Cody Rhodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, What did you think about working uh, over there? Well, um, it was interesting uh, when I was done being amazing. And and I just don't understand. People always say like, oh, you're an asshole, whatever. Again, I'm just being myself, Chris. You're an amazing asshole. Thank you. Right. Thank you. You He gets it. Uh, I'm done with my promo. I finished the match. Five stars, duh. I'm sure Meltzer's somewhere touching himself, whatever. I exit the ring. I'm ready to go out through the curtain. Uh, a fan decides to start jawjacking at me. Don't appreciate that, getting his face a little bit. And out of nowhere, some beer gets thrown on me. But the beer's warm, really warm, and it smells. And then I realize it was not beer. It was urine. Uh, at that point, I ran to the back what the, you know, every expletive you can think of, uh, I tried to find a shower, found one and a guy walked up to me. I'm not going to name who the, uh, you know, tiny little, uh, man was, but he ran up to me and said, oh, MJF. Great. That was great. And I'm just like, yeah, was it great? Cause piss got thrown on me. That, that was great. So am I getting a bonus? What's going on here? And he was like, nah, that didn't happen. I'm like, no, seriously. Piss was thrown on me. He went, Whoa. It's been a long time since that's happened. And I was just like, what, what am I supposed to be happy about that? Where's Where's the body wash? <laughs> yeah. So I don't get hep A through Z. But I, that's that's how I know that you're actually in Mexico. Because that was a thing a couple of times. I was mostly a baby face in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, my name is Corazon de Leon Lionheart. And the one show, for whatever reason, they didn't like me. And they were chanting Corazon de Pollo. <laughs> chicken heart yeah, yeah, yeah. which i thought was hilarious and so i started working with it because you know i'm pretty amazing too yeah uh, and so dude I, I got the the warm beer thrown on me that oh my god this is piss and then you realize how much do you hate me mm. to not just throw pee on me but to actually basically stand in the crowd pull out your cock and piss in a glass yeah and then throw it at me because it's warm. Yeah. And, and also, it, you know, those, you know, fat turds probably have really small pee- – so you're you're risking some woman seeing how small you are yeah, endowed. doubt. Know? You're taking even that advantage yeah. too. It's small, small pee-pee-pee-pee. Yeah, That's dude. the double whammy there. Double whammy. But, to, yeah, and I was like, man, like that takes a lot of effort, really. You know, I mean, you know, I guess – I mean, I'm sure crazy shit has happened to both of us recently, and it was so funny because you had posted a video of – Pretty much a full on anarchy with the crowd. They're just throwing shit in there. Oh, with the lighting, light sticks? Yes. Yeah. And the same thing happened to me the week of, and I was just like, I can't even post this because it's just going to start another war with Jericho on Twitter <laughs> where where we're having a, you know, who's Johnson's bigger contest? I forgot we did have a war on, on we, did, Twitter, didn't we did. We did. Here's I the thing I, I don't don't want to put someone to some rest course. right here. Me, me and Chris were. We're cool-ish. You know, he's a good guy. I don't appreciate how We talked to my, you know, my mentor slash trainer slash, you know, mm-hmm. best friend, Cody Rhodes. Whatever. Yeah, We're not yeah, going to get into it. Yeah. We're not going to get into Let's it. Let's leave that out of there. But here's the thing. Me and Chris, we sat down. We talked about it. He wears completely different scarves than I do. I'm a burb guy. I'm a burb boy. It's different. Burberry standpoint of excellence. Chris, he's got like this, you know, hot, sexy, sleek, rock star scarves. It's totally different. Totally different. Yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, however, I I. You know, without get you getting offended. You would say the Burberry's a bit more high class, you know?
2: It's yeah, you'd get
1: that at like Saks Fifth Avenue. Yeah. Where I would get mine at like, you know, a rock and roll Yeah, store, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. Which is cool, but that that's kind of but the thing is you do have to admit that the original scarf guy Yeah, was me. Mm, when you, did you debut the scarf? I think I debuted the scarf in uh 2016. Okay. Let's see. I, I Which was is technically before you got in the business. Yeah. So here's the thing, though. I have been wearing Burberry scarves since I was seven. So again, I'm not. I don't want this to be hostile, Chris. I really don't. You're a good guy, but I did it first. Anyway, no. Back back to what we were talking about. Back to what we were talking about. It's oh, fine. Seven years. Don't old, don't wow. don't sweat, man. It's cool. You're sweating. Stop sweating. I can't believe your level of fashion. Is yeah. Well, age, what do, what do you think? Well, Walking so around with a Long Rolex Island. and a Burb scarf. It is li, sure, brother. Right, yeah li till Man i die it's a pretty high class area manhasset what do you know about manhasset bro well, that's where i was born Man get out of here yeah really that yeah, people think i was born in jericho yeah it's also on my island mm-hmm. but they actually Very true they actually made that city after after me. you yeah yeah that's so yeah. funny and even though it's been there since the 70s they kind of yeah. knew i was coming it's so funny because they're actually working on a part of the island right now in construction right now it's called mjfi and uh, it, it should be it should be done uh probably by the fall there mm. it's small project sure, small sure, project sure. You know, Keep side under piece. wraps though. Exactly. You know, we don't right. want to, we don't want to get into it too much, right, right, right. but yeah, uh, I mean, I've had some scary stuff happen to me after shows. One time there was a guy waiting by my car uh-huh. with a blade <laughs> like and he a, was a knife. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And right. he was drunk, hmm. very drunk. And I was just like, all right, we'll see where this goes. I refused to cave to this guy because he was a white trash hick, and I was in Kentucky, and I wasn't willing to lose to somebody who has as many teeth as they do brain cells. I think I counted like I don't know five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I pull out my car's key and I put it through my hand like my middle finger and my That's ring a finger. a Jericho trick, dude. Really? Yeah. You Get stick out of the here. I've been doing that since I was six. God, oh, I started at eight. All right. All right, there you go. There we Again. go. Go figure. So you got to see that you take a car key, you put it between your 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 fingers and your fist. Yes. So when you punch, you got a little bit yes. of an extra. So once I did that. The guy looked at me, he goes, Yeah, where's it, Scarf boy? And he just left. And I was just like, all right, sweet. At least I'm not going to jail tonight. And then there I've had my car keyed up, tires slashed. I've had five jumpers. And this isn't me. Uh, I call them jumpers. I don't know if, yeah. To me, jumpers means when people get angry enough, they jump over the guardrail and try to get at you. Luckily, four of the five times the show had security, one of the time the show did not. Uh, But the guy was so inebriated that when he tried to get into the ring, he just fell. Just flat out fell. Hit the ground hard. I was like... I don't even need to, like, (laughs) cut a promo on this poor bastard. He's just so sad. I mean, I did, obviously. What else am I going to do? But, But yeah. That's the best thing when you have a jumper because I've had a few. Oh, yeah. And let me just say this. This is old school heat, which is harder and harder to get as the years go by because people know it's showbiz. Mm. But to legitimately get mad at you where they're trying to physically attack you. And like I said, I had quite a few of those back in that suit and tie box with Mm -hmm. Jericho. The one thing that is actually uh, Dave Taylor told me when someone comes to the ring goes, when they come in the ring, they got to get in the ring. And that's when you get them Mm. as soon as they come in. Because, you know, people don't know how to get into the ring like we do. Yes. Like, how do you quite get in? Do you slide underneath? They see it on TV. When that guy slides in, he's not going to get up in a second. You boot his head off. Mm -hmm. Right. And we had a jumper one time in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. I saw him coming. He was running down the aisle and I was ready. As soon as he comes in, I'm going to football kick his, his face. He got up on the apron, and the ref Charles Robinson and the doctor they pulled him out like like uh, Robert Shaw and Jaws when he gets dragged back in the deep, and they <laughs> kicked his ass. <laughs> That's so great. jumpers yeah. You didn't even get a chance. I didn't to even get, get a chance. Them? The, the ref got bummer, Charles man. Robinson got him first. Uh, but yeah, those you gotta watch the jumpers. But to incite enough emotion to get them to do that is there's sure. a real feather in your cap. Sure. I mean, I just really like pissing people off. It's funny to me because I do know I'm better than all these people, Chris. As I'm sure you know, you're better than all these scum sucking losers. Look, you paid a ticket to see me. If you want to talk trash, it's cute because once again, the only reason you're sitting in that stupid seat with your fold upon fold of fat is because you paid a ticket to see MJF in action. So please get upset because at the end of the day, I'm getting paid whether you want to jump the guardrail, throw something at me, spit on me, and all that's going to happen to you is you're going to get sued because guess what? I have connections, and I'm going to get even more money, as if I need it, Chris. Because I really don't. I mean, let's face facts here. I just bought a brand new Breitling watch. I don't need the cash. Got it. Yeah, you don't need the cash at though. all. Yeah, a Breitling watch goes for five, six, seven grand. This no, one of my poor Chris. This was a nine k watch. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that was just, that's just, uh, was a uh, was that a gift from TK? or No, funny story here, actually. I can only read digital, but it's important to keep up appearances, you know? So you just got to let people know that you're just, you're up here and they're, you know, down there by well, your see, feet. That, that's part of how you carry yourself. And, and, and to to be a star, you have to look like a star. You have to act like a star constantly. And once again, too, uh, if I can get a little bit personal, you're in great shape. I try, you know, and, and that's another thing, too. I, I don't want to be... Casting stones here, but there's a lot of guys on this job right now. They're disgusting. Who have never seen the inside. They're disgusting. Yeah. Have you seen Joey Janela walk around here? I'm just going to call it out here right now. That guy is a bag of milk that grew out limbs. It's a bowl of jelly. It's terrifying. He's built like a mustard packet. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give credit to Bobby Roode for that one. That's a great line. That a great, you can, that's a great I'm line. I'm sure you can you can use yeah, it. Yeah, right. I'll adapt <laughs> but it. I'll adapt. But that's that's <laughs> it. But that's <laughs> the thing though. When you talk about that, and it's like, listen, I get that everyone's got you know joey's tremendous at what he does and yeah. big falls and yeah i gotta be nicer but um not training sure yeah I, i'm calling out the, the chucky e. t not yeah. training part of your job this is this is a show business you got to look the part and if that hurts some feelings uh and stepping on some toes i don't give a shit yeah we're getting paid anyway chris getting who getting cares yeah. i don't care if hey, people I'm like going me to the gym tomorrow there you oh, go i know you're gonna be i do ddpy yeah 5 times a week wow. now. Yep. Already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not messing around. Me and Dallas, we're we're pretty tight. Mm. You know. Also, we have this little thing going. He gives me 100 bucks whenever I punch somebody in the face just in case they call it yoga. It's not yoga. If anybody's listening to this snickering right now, <laughs> MGF does yoga. It's not yoga, guys. It's DDPY. Big difference. And Chris, you'd agree. It's, it, if you say the word, the, the Y word, yeah. he doesn't like it. No, he it doesn't. It is DDPY. I honestly, I don't even need this job. I think I could just make money off of me punching people in the face that call it the Y word. Yeah. Just straight up that Dallas sends me via PayPal and just punching people in the face in general. It's fun. Let's just let's yeah, be honest. It's, it's a good time. I saw a video just randomly. A friend of mine sent me a video uh, yesterday yeah. of you uh, beating up a fat guy. Yeah. Well, he had it coming. He was fat. Well, there you go. Deserves it. Yeah. Duh. You hit him with a cane and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I had a Singapore cane in hand. Uh, he uh, this guy was a little bit weird. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I got paid to do it. And uh, I enjoyed it. He paid me to hit him with a cane. And uh, he definitely got his money's worth, Chris. He did. He got his money's worth.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So, set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So, tell me uh, what, what types of people annoy you the most. Oh, God.
1: How much longer do we have? How much time do oh, we have? we some have. time. Jesus. We're Christ. doing good here, man. Um, God. I'm going to go with poor people, ding, ding, ding. Mm. Because... They just feel like they deserve handouts and it makes me sick. Uh, I don't have a house. Uh, I don't have a job. I'm starving. You're starving because you're lazy. You don't have a job because you're lazy. You're ugly, not because you're lazy. You were born that way. But that's not my fault, Chris. It's my fault that you were born looking like a hogwart when you came out of the womb. No, that's not on me. I didn't conceive you. Your ugly, poor parents conceived you. And it's just this cycle of disgustingness. And that's why when we go through that curtain tonight, first of all, I have to deal with that idiot. Sean Spears. I don't, don't, I'm I'm not trying to get myself worked up here. I'm already worked up enough talking about poor people, but we are going to see for every one good looking person. If you can find one, there is about a thousand disgusting fat marks. And it just makes me sick to my stomach. But again, I get paid I get paid to wrestle. So I just have to kinda just gotta close my eyes, take a deep breath and go. It's a necessary evil. It really is. Because yeah, have- at, at the end of the day, I'm making so much more money than these people. So if that means I have to look at them for, gosh, I don't know. 15, 10, 8, 20 minutes, however long it takes for me to beat my minutes, opponent. maybe. Well, no, it's never going to take me that oh, long to beat my opponent, Chris. I'm if if MJ. Maybe it's an Ironman match or something. Well, mm, nah. You'd be up 15 to 9. I don't know if TK has that much money to get me in a oh, okay. match like that. Okay, okay. We'll get talk about minute. We'll talk about maybe. it. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe the thing I was going to say is, is that it reminds me of Seinfeld when they said, what percentage of people are good looking? 10% is like 3%. 3%. Then well, that's probably right. So yeah. tonight if we have, you know, 8000 people here carry the one there's going to be about uh uh 240 yeah. good looking people and and if you know if only 6 of them are women We'll split it three by three. Hmm. That's fair, right? That's a good night. There note. you go. Yeah. That's, that's a good night. Yeah. I, I saw uh, you're going on the Jericho cruise. I am. Which yes. a huge reaction around. People were actually uh, paying double that had already paid. Yes. Just I because you're on there. Yeah. Like I people saw people paid. They for felt cabin, it, you guys deserved more money it, it, just for getting yeah, me on this, this is trip. Not it's, uh, You're not charging me enough now. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, but you had a nice uh, uh, comment about the cruise. Absolutely. Uh, so, here's the thing uh, this, is, this is a comment strictly for women that are attractive. Uh, If you somehow magically are listening to this podcast, make sure you leave your boyfriend at the poop deck and uh, just come in the skimpiest, Dirtiest bikini you could possibly find, and uh, find your boy MJF if you want to get a ride on the maximum ride. You know, I'm just looking to have a good time, some fun in the sun, catch mm. some fish. You know what I mean? Max. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. There you go. Uh, maximum ride is that? Uh, is well, that I mean, that's what the ladies call it. I never wanted to give it a name. It's kind of embarrassing, mm. but you know, it's not like Space Mountain. The shoe fits. Well, you if know? The, and if the lady calls it that, yeah, you know, it's like everyone else calls you the the salt of the earth and the greatest uh, performer and. Of all things? time, yeah. You don't really say that about. Well, you oh my god, say I get yourself. very annoyed with uh, self anointed nicknames. That's it's so pompous and arrogant. No, every single one of my nicknames is because several people say it when they see me. You know, greatest of all time, God amongst men, youngest fastest rising star in the history of professional wrestling, better than you and you know it. This, I'm not a jerk. You know, I'm not just coming up with this stuff all by my lonesome. I leave my house and people stop in the street and they go, "Damn, that's that's not on me, Chris. Mm-hmm. It's not on me." Not the Greatest of all time already after. Four years on the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, pfft, what are you that's gonna that's do? Ba- like b- b- Ric Flair? Yeah. Again, I'm not saying it. Oh, other people. Other people yeah, are yeah. saying that you're yes. the greatest of all time. Yes. Not Ric Flair. You know, Rick's an, I I I heard Rick's a cool guy, you know? And uh again, I've seen him stuff. Big fan. But, you know, there are a lot of people on the Twitter, you know, the s- social butterflies they are. And they're just going, hey, MJF's four years in and he might be the greatest ever. Right. And again, I'm not saying it. So nobody really can get offended by me. Talk to it. them about it. Right, I'm just right, reading yeah. the tweets. It's, it's like the poor poor people's parents, ugly Ugh. parents. Oh, Talk oh, to God. them about it. Don't equate. Don't equate me. I understand where you're going with that, but I don't even want to be. Oh, I wasn't same. comparing the two. Oh, God. I, I, I just, ended the sentence. I thought we were cool, man. I I, 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 I turned <laughs> to the next page. All right. Point so poor people you don't like. Anybody else that uh, bothers you? Well, man, honestly, it's the top of my list. It really is. And uh, besides that, I'm going to have to say Sean Spears. Uh, Sean Spears. Wow. Okay. Yeah, seriously. He's a scumbag. Uh, Him and Cody, my mentor, my best friend, the roller coasters, the king of the crossroad, Cody Rhodes. Don't know if you ever heard of him, Chris. I didn't know the roller coaster. uh, The roller coaster? Where'd that come from? Dude, that's... That's his nickname. Oh, okay. You haven't heard that? I haven't. guess it's you, guys aren't, right guess you guys aren't that tight. No We're not deal. that tight. No, I, <clears throat> that son of a bitch. You see the what? sign on my whoa, door? Whoa, it says Chris whoa, Jericho whoa, underneath. Whoa. Chris, you know, Cody Rhodes Chris, we said we weren't going to say anything bad about apologize. Cody. Apologize. He's your best friend. I digress. Thank you. Um, He decided after years of friendship with one of the greatest men to ever live, Cody, to just yes, the roller coaster. waffle him. Yes, the roller coaster. To just waffle him in the head with a chair. Mm. Kind of out of line. Kind of? Mm-hmm. First of all, no one should be laying a finger on that man. He is a saint. Second of all, why? Why, Sean? I just want to know. Why would you do that to somebody who has treated you with nothing but respect? Got you a job. Mm. You have a job. You are getting paid now because of him. Mm. You no longer have to scrounge on the shindies and the indies. You now are getting paid money. Because Cody Rhodes, out of the kindness of his heart, decided to give you, a complete jabroni, a job. He didn't have to do that, Chris. He didn't have to do that at all. Mm -hmm. And I just can't wrap my head around it. And that's why tonight, in this tag match, look, again, like I said, everyone out there is wrestlers. Me and you are professional wrestlers. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try my best to be a professional. However, if Sean decides to get out of line during this matchup, I can assure you that the first part of my title, professional, just might let it get thrown out of the window just for a little bit through the cracks i can't stand the revenge f- going on you might call it that or you might call it getting 10 eaten? 10 or 12 staples in the back of, of, yeah. of the roller coaster's head i had to watch my best friend just he was bleeding into my hand i was holding this man cradling who cradling his head, cradling him mm-hmm. and you know your best friend's here cody it's going to be okay and his blood was just everywhere and it's how do you do that? How are you that much of an awful human being that you're willing to turn on somebody who you claimed you loved and cared about? Sickening. Well, let's talk about your relationship with Cody Rhodes. You- I would love to talk about my relationship I with can Cody even Rhodes. Even burst at the seams. Yes, his name right. about 15 times since we've been here. Scott Um, once again, not my favorite guy, but it's not. That's on you, man. I'm not interviewing myself. Yep. It's, it's, yeah, like the ugly people's parents. Yes. Um where did you guys become such good friends? What kind of relationship you have vacations you've gone on? Tell us some stories. So King of the Crossroads, rollercoaster, Cody Rhodes. Uh, I was on a independent show at a promotion called alpha one in Canada around your parts. And I had a match. He, he was on the show. He witnessed the match and he pulled me to the side and he, uh, he said that he really liked my stuff and he dug it. Uh, and that meant the world to me because this is somebody I've looked up to since I was a kid. He continued to kind of follow along my career without me knowing I had no idea he was. And uh, out of the blue, I had gotten a message on uh, Twitter and he said, hey, how would you like to be a part of all in? And I thought to myself, whoa, this guy's really sticking his neck out because at that point, people knew me, Chris. I mean, everybody knows me, but I wasn't in the position I'm in now We're Not on a nationwide basis. Precisely. Right. Precisely. I was not a household name quite yet. Like you are now. Duh. A mansion hold name. Yeah. Not just, I like that. Too big for a house. The mansion hold name. Yeah. MJF. Yeah. I might adapt that. You can adapt that one too. Yeah. Um. And I just thought to myself, what an amazing opportunity this guy's giving me. And uh, after that, I, I had the match with Matt Cross. I was amazing. And uh, did you guys have a single match? We did. We had a singles match. We were the first match, uh, in on the All In card, which is pretty pretty crazy, historic if you think about it. Obviously, the biggest crowd you'd ever been in front of at that time. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Must have been quite a quite a cool feeling. Yeah. It was it was incredible. And my favorite part was when my music hit and the Tron came on they instantly knew they knew what their job was and i knew what my job was and it was it was a really really good time what was their job uh their job was to shut up and watch greatness um and watch a legend literally appear out of thin air in front of their very eyes within one match mm-hmm. and after that cody pulled me to the side and he was like hey I'm, I'm sure you're gonna have a much easier time now going to you know you know another place. We don't have to get into the name of it. If you want to get in the name of it, whatever WWE, for whatever. WWE, right. Yeah. At the time, I was signed to Major League Wrestling, and what does that mean being signed to Major League Wrestling? Uh, I actually had signed a, a three-year deal with MLW, uh, MLW's own and ran by Court Bauer. Yeah. And in my contract, it stated I could not work for WWE. At no point in the contract did it state anything about AEW because AEW is not even a thing yet didn't exist, did not exist. So once we figured out the logistics of everything and court was hundred percent cool, court's honestly an amazing, amazing guy, amazing businessman. Uh, He's been able to build something fairly quick. Well, that's what I'm saying because I like, I know that there's some guys that have MLW exclusivity. Yes. And I don't know what that entails. Are you getting a guaranteed money to do it? Yes, precisely. You're getting guaranteed money, guaranteed dates. Gotcha. And you do, you get to, you know, you get to work TV on beyond sports, which is exciting stuff. It's a great network. It is. It truly is. And, uh, so I, I honestly, I looked out, Cody hit me up out of the blue. He was like, Hey, here's my friend, TK, Tony Khan. Don't know if you ever heard of him. And, uh, me and Tony talked for about an hour and a half over the phone. And instantly I went, cause in my head, I, I had two ideas. Cause there were rumblings that there was interest for me from the other company. Mm-hmm. But once I got to talk to Tony, I instantly went, Oh no, no, this is where I'm mm-hmm. supposed to go. Cause it's like the idea of somebody walking up to me and going, Hey, kid, here's what we want out of you tonight. Here's what you're going to do. I don't do well here's with you. Here's your promo. But don't get me started, man. Right. No one can tell me how I talk. Mm-hmm. Just like nobody can tell you how you talk. And, you know, Cody literally was a mentor for me. He, he, would, he would always take me to the side. He would help me. He would, he would critique my stuff. He would, he would tweak stuff here and there. And the fact that he, he – Cody is the reason I'm here. Cody Rhodes is the reason that MJF is here. Cody Rhodes is the reason that MJF is going to be the future face of this company. And he really just took me under his wing. He got me this job. And ever since then, I mean, I I stay at his house almost every other week. Um, I I see you guys swimming. Oh, yes, dude, swimming. Uh, We go in that hot tub, barbecues, wine drinking, some cigar smokage, And we just have fun. We just played GoldenEye. Uh, Let me tell you something. That is hard. What is it? Uh, GoldenEye is a video game on, I believe, the... Is it NES, PlayStation? I'm gonna butcher it, and Cody's gonna get really is upset. It a at old me. school game? It's very old. Is it based on to me? James it's bon- on the James Bond. Movie? Yes, oh, yeah. yes. So you, yeah. and like to move the character. It's not like it is now with my Xbox One, where if I flick it, the character sprints. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. The character like struggles to move. It's a hard game, but we we killed it. We figured it out. Cody mentored me through the whole thing. Yeah, the man's so he's there actually for mentoring you through video, video games. games as well. There's literally nothing that he hasn't helped me with. I mean, literally, true story. I was over his house. I realized I forgot to bring a suit because he we needed to i needed to cut a promo for uh this upcoming show and he went here Just take my suit and i went like take your suit okay i guess i'll just put it on and i'll give it back to you when i was done it fit like a glove and then when i was done with the promo i was like here you go he's like no no that's yours now i was Mm. like whoa he's just an incredible human being he's been very good to me and some might argue that he's the face of this company right now so all i'm trying to do is just live up to his hype for me and the expectations he's laid out for me hmm. and hopefully someday I'll have his spot going back to what you said earlier about um, you know uh, coming here with, with not being told what to do and all that sort of thing yeah. K- kind of what you hear WWE is like and it's yeah. the same with with the Bucks and with Kenny and it's interesting to me that all of this happened like at the same time Tony's uh, desire to start a company mm-hmm. all of us yes that contracts were up, or or wanted to do things a little bit differently. Now, for you as a twenty three year old kid growing up watching WWE, all these other things, do you feel like, uh, like, like? I know you you don't want to go to WWE, but do you feel like, like, was WWE your goal at one point? Of course. Right. I mean, I think it was anybody's. If, if if somebody says it wasn't their goal, I think they were lying. lying. Yeah. yeah, honestly, and. But once I found out about this and once I found out who was going to be running it, who was going to be involved in it, I was like, yeah, no, like, cool. And I like I knew what I wanted for me. That's not me shitting on WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I think Tony's 100% accurate when he says they're not our competition. We're not trying to compete with anybody. We're just doing our own thing. It's and We're an alternative. And, exactly. And we're doing it well. And we're doing it really well. We are showcasing professional wrestling the way it should always be showcased as sport. Mm-hmm. Wins and losses. Uh, obviously do matter. And that's why all of us in this locker room are fighting so hard to win every time we go out there Uh, because we know that we're going to get a fat bonus if we do. Uh, Like this is stuff that I care about. I care about this presentation of professional wrestling. I care about the fact that I know who I am and I don't need anybody. I don't care how great you are trying to tell me how to do my thing. I'll listen when somebody that I respect tells me to do it like a Cody Rhodes and walks up to me and goes, hey, I would appreciate if maybe in uh the way you present yourself or the way you're presenting yourself during a press conference maybe curse a little bit less okay cody i understand and i, and I will digest that but i don't want anyone trying to tell me what to do a through z because i i know what to do. you're smart too you realize that the, the cursing kind of eliminates an entire demographic of oh yeah 100 experience your the thing brilliance. was those those people at that press conference man those journalists quote unquote Dumb as bricks, man. So I got a little frustrated. You know, you can watch it back if you haven't seen it before. It's uh only like one of the most viewed things on this man's channel. Mm-hmm. Uh Chris Van Vle and oh, Chris Van Vle. Uh, yeah, Chris Van Vle. I also did an interview with him as well. What a loser. But uh yeah, it's again, he's probably gonna be here tonight. He's a he's a schmuck. Don't get well, me wrong. Well, if he's backstage, can you please have him kicked out? What? What are you is he backstage well, right he, now? He probably will be at some point. Nope. Not oh, on yeah, my watch, Chris. If not on my see Chris watch. Van Vlue, Yeah, Chris Van Vlue. Please have him out. Have Atlas. I'll talk to Atlas right now. Yeah, yeah. We have a bit of a tumultuous relationship, but I'll talk to Atlas Without right Atlas. now. Atlas. Yeah. What happened? Sam, like, one of the guys that works for them, he just... I don't think he understands his place. You know what I mean? Not quite understanding that, like, you're beneath me, you face. Like, just do your job, you know? Stop making eye contact with me. You're don't ugly. Talk to me directly. Yeah, yeah. why ugly? are you looking at me, you know? Yeah. Just yeah. shit like that. Thankfully, he's not poor, because then he'd really be out well, of We. line knowing uh, knowing what i know i'm i i'd have a hard time to believe that they'd be poor working for my bfff mm, of course tk if you work here yeah you're a millionaire you're doing good instantly you're doing right? good look i'm not trying to throw out specific numbers chris you're just throwing out the well i mean I've heard yeah. the rumors we yeah spread. great yeah, mind. i'm still on a daily 150 bucks plus 30 cents a mile for trans but like it, i'm like hoping it. to work my way up but that's you'll, fine you'll figure it out like i said big promise. Thanks, yeah, promise. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um, Let's go through some of the guys you mentioned before and explain what you like about them. Ernie Ladd, which is very rare to say that because Ernie doesn't get a lot of credit for being just an amazing talker. He had the, again, he had the ability to draw you in, but he didn't have to scream, uh, which also reminds me of Jake the Snake. He could look into the camera and very calmly tell you about why he was going to win the match and why he was better than his opponent. And he made it sound very simple and concise to the point where you were like, huh, man, this guy's too confident. This guy's way too confident. But he wasn't screaming at you because the second somebody looks at me and goes, when I see you out there and I see me, I don't care. I don't, nothing, nothing is connecting with me Mm -hmm. because it's, it just, you're being a phony baloney bastard. That's the cliched version of what a wrestler is. Yes. Based on kind of a 1980 Hulk Hogan. Yes. For example. Now, if you, if you have a reason to be angry and you're not wrestling this guy for the first time, like for example, um, every time I think of Sean Spears, my blood actually boils cuz he's a sorry he he's is a sweat yeah he's a he's a scumbag he just is so if my voice goes up a little bit i'm not going to apologize cuz i'm mad but if i'm wrestling i don't know some loser like marco stunt who literally like i don't know whose child he is like i, I got nervous on him. i you too huh yeah, i thought he was a bug dude i literally i hear an ouch and i look down and he's just down there like all curled curl up in a ball and i'm just like oh sorry i guess Hey man yeah he like no i'm not gonna scream about marco stunt i'm just gonna clearly and concisely lean back and go yeah i'm gonna win mm-hmm. like duh yeah easy right? yeah he's yeah. like four Yeah, Yeah. like feet. Yes, is what he is. It's funny what you say about the quiet talk. When I mentioned the Nick Bockel character influence, the other side of that character was, have you ever seen the movie No Country for Old Men? Yes. Javier Bardem, Anton Chigurh, basically telling you that I'm going to murder you Mm -hmm. and this is why, and there's nothing you can do about it, flip the coin. I remember watching that going... That is the best character for a heel, especially around that time. There was more of a yelling and high energy. So when I came and started talking very quietly, what it does is it causes. And this is in the in the in the peak of the what, Mm. what, what? It causes people to shut up and have to listen to what you're saying because they yeah. can't hear you. Once they start listening, then you got them. Mm-hmm. That's another technique that you use. Yep. I remember one time yeah. I was doing this. So I was like, I can't hear you. And it's like, exactly. So shut up and really listen. Yeah. That's how you get command. It forces them. They right. don't have an option. Right. So Ernie Ladd would do that? 100%. Mm. Yeah. What about uh, Piper? Piper, man. And I think this is the reason why we get compared a lot. When, when he came through the curtain It didn't matter who was in the ring. It didn't matter who the adversary was. It didn't matter who was surrounding him at all. You had no choice because that man's energy, it exuded. He was a star. He didn't have to do diddly jack shit. All he had to do was stand there. Mm -hmm. That's all he had to do. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's the it didn't even matter what he was saying. Now, granted, he'd have some great, great, great lines amazing amazing intelligent sh- shit would come out of his mouth but it didn't matter he literally could say poopy poop gaga blah it d- d- the dialogue doesn't matter because roddy piper saying mm-hmm. I-, I had uh, w- when i was tr- uh, studying acting my coach said you should as a great actor be able to read the yellow pages and make somebody cry. Mm. It's not the words. It's the performance. Mm-hmm. And that's what Roddy had, the oh, intensity yeah. of it. And, and like you said, and also, I was just thinking right now, two things. And I'll tell you the second part. Piper didn't do a lot. I don't even remember what his finish was if he had one. I think- Sleeper? Sleeper. Yeah. What is your finish? Um, my My finish, I have two. Okay. I have an arm submission, mm-hmm. which is called the Salt of the Earth Bar. And I have a pile driver, which is called the Heat Seeker. Okay. A well, pile driver is pretty uh, rare to see. Yeah. I just don't like people. And sometimes I just, you know, don't want them to be able to wrestle anymore. So that's why that's my move. And hope. that's just the way it yeah, is. Yeah. It's not your fault. And you mentioned Tully. Oh, yeah. Tully to me, believable. Everything was believable. That was the, most, that was the thing that drew me into Tully the most. Because whenever he'd talk, he could literally go, I'm about to go out there. I'm about to fight a chicken. But he would figure out a way. To make everything that was coming out of his mouth, you would go like, "Okay, no, this this is legit." Everybody else, again, phony baloney bullshit. Guys just trying to, you know, do moves and jerk themselves off because they want people to care about them. He didn't care about that. He was just very clear and very concise. Hey, I'm gonna win. Mm-hmm. Here's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, then the last one you mentioned, Buddy Landell, super underrated. Yes. Territory guy, Smoky Mountain yeah. wrestling area. Uh, so arrogant man. Yeah. That's when I when I think him I just think arrogance personified like and I'll tell you what, Buddy, not the most attractive man on planet Earth. No. But he thought he was. Mm-hmm. And that's what I that's what I loved about Buddy is he just exuded just arrogance mm-hmm. like through the screen. Yeah. What was it like for you when you were in high school? Did you have the same um, attitude? Amazing? <laughs> uh, yeah. High school was great. Now's great. Life's just been great, Chris. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, being able to be attractive, be a great athlete, be a good talker. I mean, I'm not sure if there's a woman on this planet I can't pull, uh, single or married, mm-hmm. you know? Not saying I'm trying to, you know, mm-hmm. you know, step on any toes. But yeah, I, I could literally, there's not a woman on the planet that I can't just take home. The other, only other person i ever heard say that, is Gene Simmons. Gene? He said, I could pick up any woman in the yeah. world. Yeah, I'm sure. On Oprah. And Oprah's like, any woman. He's like, even you. Even you. Yes. Yeah. And guess what probably happened in the back after the show? You banged Oprah. Oprah. There you go. Exactly. Boom. Uh, as we wind down here, um, tell us about... Some of your goals for AEW to help build the company. Because like I said, as the young guys, yep, you, Jungle Boy, yep. very important. Sure. Uh, I have two 12-year-old twins, which is, a, a, yeah. a, a, what do you say when you say the same thing twice? Redundant. Mm. Uh, they love Jungle Boy because he's 22 years old. They have awful taste, You're but amazing. I'll listen. I'll listen. Yeah, I mean, he's a good guy, right? Yeah. yeah but it's important to have some young guys yeah. with the confidence that you guys have because that draws in a whole de- different demographic. Yeah that we don't have in the business right now. Sure. And and it's hard to find somebody that resembles uh it, you know? Um cousin It? Yes. Oh, and Jungle he, Boy. His hair, man, right, right. it is out of control. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you what. Sideburns too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's got ashamed those things. Yeah, up, it's but terrible maybe, maybe just maybe you and I hair. later on should uh, we'll find yeah, him. We'll, we'll just him sit like him, him down. down. We'll talk yeah, to him a yeah, little yeah. bit. But yeah, you know, Jungle Boy's whatever. But uh yeah, I agree. Uh as far as my goals go. Um when I have to take a step back, I'm I don't want to be. I'm going to be the AEW world champion. Now, respectfully, I'm fully aware what's about to go down with you. And <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Hang hangman page. Uh, sorry, it's gagging my mouth a little bit. Hard for you to say that name. Yeah, he's just. He's so I noticed nervous. that you were, you're you calling him a horse horse. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. Well, he kind of he's got a real long face. You yeah. know? His, his nose goes straight from his forehead to his nose. Yeah. So there's no it's, like, yeah, you know, it's weird. Him? His yeah. eyes, too. You ever noticed they're they almost touch his ears yeah he's just a real ugly prick if you guys have ever seen the statues at easter island google it now it's mm. a hangman just... i'm glad we're agreeing on this oh i the hangman's seriously a piece of crap i yeah. don't like him at all yeah but you, know, but you know you know what i don't like ask me what i don't like what don't you like cowboy gimmicks <sighs> hate cowboy gimmicks Bro, it's 2019. I mean, come on. What who, are you doing? Who Am a, I supposed to believe this? Yeah, you're a cowboy. You're a cowboy, really? Oh, yeah. You know, there's only one real cowboy, and it's the uh, the naked cowboy in New York City. Right. It's the only Playing cowboy I know. You want to be a cowboy? Yeah. Take your drawers off and play guitar. There you go. Other than that, yeah. Get, I don't want to hear it. Him my face. You know, my yeah, yeah, face. face, Chris. I like you, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're okay. Thanks, yeah, you're okay. I still got potential. Yeah. Can I you put so. in a good word for TK for me? Look, I'll, I'll think. I don't want to over something. I mean, I'll, I'll think understand. about, it. Okay, I'll think okay, about okay. it. I'll think about it. Okay. So, yeah, so we don't like the. the so, what we're saying what your goals are. Yeah. You're so, definitely be the champion. AW World Champion is yeah. very important to mm-hmm. me. And I want to be, like I said, the face of this company. Right now, when I think of the face of this company, whether people want to hear it or not, it's my best friend, my mentor, Cody Rhodes. And once he is ready to step down and it's time for somebody to take that mantle and pick up that plate and be the poster boy that I'm, that's going to be me. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited about that. He's going to hand you the torch. I'd like to believe so. Well, what are you going to do in the meantime to, to make sure that happens? Oh, I mean, again, no matter where Cody is on an AEW card, he's the face of the company. It doesn't matter whether I have the championship mm-hmm. belt or not. Granted, I am going to be, once I do have that title, it is going to be my job to be the greatest AEW world champion of all time. And, Chris, I'm sure you're going to beat that loser, Hangman, and then maybe me and you can discuss, you know, whatever. It's we don't have to get into it. I don't want to get heated right now, but you know, we can. We, we, like we, we agreed before we stepped in this room to yes. keep, keep things civil. Yes, because I'm now I'm starting to get a little hot. I understand. And and I don't some want of your that. insinuations here. I don't want but that. We're we're, we're calm. professionals. We're professionals, precisely. We're professionals, exactly. precisely. Professionals, and again, you look at fights like um, Mayweather versus. Oh, here's a perfect example. Mayweather, Mayweather versus McGregor. Mm. Now, both these guys, um, they understood that if they fought each other, they were going to make a lot of money. Now, again, I'm not sure if you're going to win this bout. Mm. I don't you know, I'm not saying I necessarily have a horse in this race because mm. no I hate intended. horses. No pun intended. Right, right. But if you do, you know, I think there's a that's something that would be of intrigue. There might the be a chance that uh, we would yeah. face. hey, We'd make a lot of money yeah we really a lot would of people most importantly us yeah well me yeah you know yeah. well me too me well, I but, but i am doing but, it for less than you well, but all right okay we said okay civil. yeah somewhere down civil we're gonna be okay civil. we're gonna keep the civil let me ask you this sure you're going to pwg Yes. First time ever. First time ever. You know, finally, you get that look off your face because I want you to be comfortable here. You're my we're guest. Calm. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to cause any problem. You know what? I'm going to take a swig of this water right we, now. We almost made it to the end without fighting. We did. I, I didn't think we, we'd get this far, but we're 53 minutes in. That's good water. And we've actually been nice. Yep. Thank you. I got that for you. The, I knew. I know you how uh, your taste. I got that imported. You did. From Nepal. Can you believe Just that they have you. Poland Spring in this, in this locker room? Can you believe that they're actually serving people on our roster? Poland Spring. you kidding me? dude the amount of money in this place but not here dude. not in this dressing room. no 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 not in this dressing room i baby. told you that's nepal that's a good shit straight from nepal man. oh yeah that's straight from a wizard a wizard uh makes that water up in the mirror. uh you're going to pwg yes famously known as uh, one of the uh more intense work rate companies sure sure only 400 tickets available yep. you know all the other stuff you hear once again not known for the uh for the triple lindies that we know you can do yeah how are you going to deal with these these uh, super, super smart fans? Oh, I don't care. I'm getting paid. Okay. I don't Honestly, uh, if, if I'm going to be serious right now, and I hope PWG fans li- are listening to this right now, if I want to, because I can, because I'm a brick shithouse, I'll grab Darby Allen by the head. I will snap him, and I will put a headlock on him, and I'll hold that son of a bitch for as long as I want. And if you got a problem with it, tough tits. Mm. I don't care what you want to see. I don't care, because what you want to see doesn't matter. Mm. At all, Mm -hmm. this is what you want to give them. There you go. You're gonna give them some MJF. Uh, Last few questions. Uh, What's your favorite match that you ever had? (laughs) All of them. Um, No, it's all my all my all my favorite MJF matches that I've seen. Yeah, and I've seen one. There you go, Chris. I I saw one. That's funny, man. That's good stuff. You're real funny. Do people ever tell you how funny you are? Once in a while. You ever consider stand-up comedy? Just a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I got. Okay. Anywho, got a couple of jokes. Yeah, good. Yeah. We like so, jokes here. Yeah, yeah. Jokes are good. Uh, yeah. So, uh, speaking of jokes. Yeah. What uh, What's your favorite match? My favorite match of <laughs> I'm all sure time. Pretty funny. It's very serious, actually. It's a really serious match, actually. Uh, my favorite match of all time, I would have to say. Gosh, this is hard. <sighs> I am going to go with. Hmm. It hasn't happened yet, but it's gonna be the first time me and Cody tag in Mexico because to me that means a lot to me because it means I get to tag with my best friend and my- Is that Triple Mania? Yes, Mm. I believe so. Right, right, right. Yes. So there's none in the past that you've had? I mean, again, Crit, how are you supposed to differentiate? They're all amazing. I'm Mm. in them. Next question. Uh, When I pulled up to uh, Gazette All In, I was secret, Mm. Uh, did a run in, dressed as Pentagon on Tiana Omega. Got there after the show had started, and uh, was it what was the match that you were in? Oh, the I, first, it was, match? His first match. First Driving match. Driving down the highway. Yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. And this is like a mile from the building. Sure. M J F. Yeah, yeah. yeah. M J F. Yep. Who? The, what is M J F? What does it stand for? Mm. They were chanting your name. Well, uh, yeah, you could hear this outside of the arena, from that far away, huh? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. How do you keep people from chanting your name, though? You don't really want that, because they didn't know who you were at first. They just saw you come out in this ca- this charisma. Sure, charisma. Grab, grab them, grab them. Yeah, and they just couldn't help it. I'll tell you, I don't know why they don't chant all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm honestly confused and befuddled by the fact that I get booed. Because I'm really good at what I do, mm-hmm. and honestly, when I take a step back, Chris, the only thing I can come up with is jealousy. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing I can come up with because I'm a salt of the earth guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Where would you get the name salt of the earth from? Um, Cody actually. Cody actually, he bestowed that name upon me. Great Jeez. guy. Great guy, man. Yeah, the y- best. Y- have you haven't uh, said that enough yet? I, how did, have I mentioned is. that? Yeah, I haven't mentioned that he's. I don't know, guy man. Uh, anybody that uh, you're looking forward to wrestling here besides that piece of shit, Sean Spears? <laughs> um. I would say again, I think me and you would absolutely be a money match. Mm-hmm. I think that's the uh, one of the first thing that comes up in my head. Mm-hmm. And of course, I would say Cody. But the thing is, is I'm not. I would. I could never do it. I could never do it. Do I? Do I want the experience of being able to wrestle somebody that I look up to? Yes, but at what cost? Mm-hmm. And it's it's not worth it. It's just absolutely not worth it because I I would never be able to hurt him ever. He's he's an amazing human being. After you cradle him in your arms with the Dude. blood dripping, you know, you don't forget moments like that. No. Uh, I've never done this before on Talk is Jericho. I'm going to do a speed round. Ooh! I'm going to say a name. Yep. And you throw out the first word or two words that you think of. Okay. MJF. Uh, Amazing. Sean Spears. Piece of shit. TK. My best friend besides Cody Rhodes. Fat people. I'm sorry. I I gagged in my mouth again a little bit. Can we do the next one? Uh, Poor people. I don't want to puke on your pod. Okay. I'm not Uh, trying. Okay. uh, Okay. uh, Thank you. Triple A wrestling. Just no piss, please. Uh, uh, Ugly people. Are you trying to make me puke, man? Well, I I thought I was beginning to think we were getting cool again. Well, and now here I am, like gagging. Okay. uh, 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 Cars. Cars. Um, Lamborghini. Mm -hmm. I Um, own two. Okay. Guitar. Uh, I don't play it. I'm a singer, actually. Instagram fitness models. Please. It's skimpy bikinis on the Jericho cruise more. And finally, Chris Jericho <sighs> put me on the spot here, Christopher. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with yeah. Yeah. potential. I can take that. There you go. You know, that's the first time that someone's called me Christopher. Uh, you're the only person that's called me except for my auntie Joan really 89 years old. So you're telling me that now I'm stealing auntie Joan's gimmick. You're adapting. I'm adapting. Good shit. Chris, good segue out of this pod.